Hello and welcome back to the Behind the Goal podcast. We're back after a hiatus, after Harry um, had to go and sort out some business in somewhere in Europe after his uh, match-fixing scandals. So Yeah, and I, I sorted a referee. I think we talked about that last time as well. Yeah, he's, he's had to uh, spend some time in some harsh jails, harsh climates. He's made a comeback just for... A, you to listen about his football takes. Yeah, I I, I actually escaped um, from a, a prison in Turkey, and I've I've come a long way across several oceans, seas. I, I came the long way. I kind of went in, in a very illogical route, but I'm here. Sh- should you be telling people this? They don't listen to. It. We get like six listeners. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> make it seven. Make it seven. <laughs> All right. So football. What was when was the last one we recorded? Mid December. Yeah. So it's nearly been six months of football. Six months, six, six weeks of football. It feels like six months actually. Yeah. A lot a lot's happened. Yeah. Um I think it was just before Arsenal played Brighton at home, so very different um environment we were looking at mm-hmm. Premier League back then. Yeah. Um as it stands on the eighth of February. There's not much separating Liverpool, City and Arsenal nah. at this current moment. Two points. Two I think. points. I yeah. think City have got a game in hand though, haven't they? Yeah, City have a game in hand. Mm. It's the fewest points uh, separating the top five, I think, since uh, 2013-14 at this wow. stage of the season. Yeah, It's quite similar, I guess, if you swap out. Chelsea for Arsenal as well. Or it's actually swap out Chelsea for Aston Villa. Mm, yeah, I guess. Um, I, I was I was looking, it was on Premier League Instagram, I think yesterday, and uh, Chelsea were top of the league after 26 games, in that Did example it? from 2013-14, yeah. Arsenal was second, so it was clearly um, just just before we uh, we had our sort of annual collapse, <laughs> um, yeah, ended up fourth. I forget Arsenal in that season were really good in the first half. And were you a top at Christmas? Uh, top at New Year. Top at New Year? Yeah. And then everyone's like, what about Arsenal? And then, yeah. Aaron Ramsey got injured. Mm. That was that was the issue. Was that the season you signed Ozil? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then Podolski was playing for you then? Yeah, Podolski, Santi Cazorla... I mean, we signed Kim Kallstrom in January on loan. He didn't play much, but it sounds like um, United's equivalent to like the Solskjaer team. Oh, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. It just never amounts to anything. But we won the FA Cup. Yeah. At the end of our nine-year trophy drought that yeah. season. Not bad. Yeah, we had some. We had some bad away games against uh, the top teams that season, though. Some bad. There was lost. 5-1 to Liverpool, 6-0 oh. to Chelsea, 3-0 to Everton, 6-3 to City. It was. Did you go to many of them? I went to all of those ones. <laughs> <laughs> all of them? All of them. I went... <laughs> you, were at the, you were at the 6-0 with um, yeah. Kieran Gibbs and Oxlade-Chamberlain. I was, yeah, I was right behind that uh, Kieran Gibbs-Oxlade-Chamberlain kerfuffle. Um oh. I was also at Old Trafford when um when we lost one nil and Van Percy scored and did a knee slide. It felt a bit like six nil, and <laughs> just so irritating. Um, uh, never mind. 
10 years ago. It's like, it's like United last season. Like, last season, you have said in United fans, it was a good season, but at the same time, we lost, what was it? Is it 6 3 at City? Yeah. We lost. Yeah, we lost at Liverpool. Yeah. <laughs> we lost <laughs> all Liverpool. that needs to be said. Lost at Liverpool. Um, the Arsenal loss as well. Where, was it in Ketia? Last minute, yeah. Yeah, yeah there were dark defeats. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. move on. Well, actually, no, we haven't moved on. If anything, we've got worse. Well, yeah, I think that goes without saying, really. Saying that, we're on our biggest unbeaten run of the season. I think it's six games. Wasn't there a point, though, where everyone was saying, going on about how United were the most informed team in the league? Yeah. Probably around November. Yeah, and then we had another dip, and now we seem to be back on the up. So hopefully we don't have another dip soon. Were, were you there at the weekend? Uh, the West Ham game? I was, yeah. yeah. I was at the, there at the weekend. My first time at Old Trafford since Boxing Day. Ah. So quite a while. But yeah, it was good. That was probably the best performance all season. I mean, it doesn't take much. It doesn't really, <laughs> nothing really to beat, but it was good. And it looked like we were actually in control of a game for the first time. Yeah. yeah I, I didn't watch much of it, but um, I didn't see uh, much uh, West Ham threat when I was watching. No, it was, there was a stark difference between that game and when we played them at the London Stadium in December, right before Christmas. There's a big, big difference. Touching on that, I was at the game at the London Stadium. Harry was right. Everything he said about the London Stadium, what a shambles of a stadium. I'm very wise when it comes to judging football stadiums. That, and that isn't one. It's not a no, football stadium. It's a music concert at best. <laughs> like it's a concert venue, sorry, at best. Yeah, at best. Really, really it is just an athletic stadium. Mm. And it's not really designed for anything else. No. It's the worst bit about it is you've got like an away you've got the away section obviously, but you've got a lower away section, you've got a higher away section, and it's separated by like a stage. And you have specific like you can't go up if you have if you don't have a certain ticket, you can't go down if you have a certain ticket. It's just it doesn't feel like you're at an away day. No, it's like, yeah, because you're separated by like this massive mm. platform. Yeah. It's, it's like being in a slightly different stadium mm, exactly. to the lower tier. It's weird. Very hard to build an atmosphere as well. Um, yeah. Never like it when clubs split the away, the away end by yeah. tiers. Like City do it where they put the away end on three different tiers. Mm. But West Ham, you're so far away from the lower tier. Yeah, it's, it's, might as well have two different supports. Yeah, the people there. It's like two different away ends. Mm, definitely, because you were sat in the upper, weren't you? Yeah, and I was sat in the lower, and it's just—it's so far between. As you said, it's hard to generate an atmosphere. I also went to another away game, Wigan, which uh, was the yeah. com- complete opposite. It was probably eight thousand United fans because we got given one of their side stands. Uh, okay, and it was probably close to about ten thousand because. I think at one point the United fans discovered that for some reason some people had tickets. I think if it was a resale ticket, it scanned like two or three times. So it was like people passing back tickets on the turntile on the turnstiles, and there was so many people in there. What was the capacity of uh, Wigan Stadium? Twenty. I think it was fast that night, and it was twenty three 
thousand. So, so it's basically like a neutral venue. Then, if it was ten thousand United yeah, fans, plus there was quite a few United fans in the family stand. Yeah, and also definitely United fans in the other two stands that were designated for Wigan fans. Yeah. So it was, there was there was probably more United fans than there were Wigan fans. I feel like I don't know my experience of. When when Arsenal played Wigan in the past, which obviously hasn't been for a while, um, they 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 never usually had many fans at, in in the stadium. No, they had the smallest away end I've ever seen at the Emirates once. They had about a hundred fans. It's it was, a it's a rugby city, isn't it? Yeah, is it a city? Rugby town, rugby town. Yeah, but they did it. They were all right for. I mean, they they when they won the FA Cup. That was brilliant. Yeah. Oh, but. but even then, most of the stadium was were Man City fans, and mm. it's not like Man City are known for filling out their allocations all the time. So, no. well, it's City had a game recently uh, against Spurs in the FA Cup, and they were going because they must have took offence to United fans having so many fans at, at Wigan, and they were like, "Oh, we're taking nine thousand down to Spurs." The difference is. To get a ticket for Wigan, you had to have been a season ticket holder for three years and purchase every single cup ticket, including a season where we got to the final in both cups and every game was at home. It's pretty crazy. But to get a ticket for City, for Spurs away as a City fan, you had to have attended one home game in the last three years. It's a weird requirement, <laughs> really. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you went to fucking I don't know Red Red Star Belgrade at home took your kids to the first ever game you get an email do you want to go to London <laughs> you know what I mean yeah yeah it's, it's weird strange strange little club yeah I, yeah I, I've never Wigan I've never been to Wigan um is it nice no uh the stadium was like it was a typical like championship stadium where it's like they had like it was kind of like in the middle of like a mini shopping complex. Okay, so I think the closest shop to it was a was like a next. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a next, and then a Nando's, and then a Greg's. Okay, it's like every everything anyone in Wigan needs. Yeah, of course, yeah, it looks quite similar to Huddersfield Stadium. Yeah. I've been in fact, it looks like more or less the same stadium with different colour seats. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. When I'm going back home on the train, I see Huddersfields every time and there's not really much to separate them. Yeah, pretty similar. They've kind of got that weird shape that City also have. What, the sort of curvy yeah. one? Yeah. It's like the dome and the London Stadium, kind of. That's yeah. a bit more dome-ish, though. Yeah. It doesn't have the dips and the stuns, does it? Yeah, Emirates. the Emirates has it. The, the I've only ever been past the Emirates once. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I go past it every time I go home on the train. <laughs> you've been there. You've been there a few times. Uh, I've, I've also been there a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's. It looks like a nice stadium. I'm not seeing Tottenham's new stadium. It looks huge from the outside because the um the pitch is at street level, right. whereas uh, Arsenal the the uh, top of the lower tier is sort of like street level. So you you don't actually see the lower tier from the outside. It's just like right, the top okay. of the lower tier and up is what you see when you go past the Emirates. Whereas at Spurs, you see all of it. And so it looks enormous. 
Oh, okay. But, um, I never knew that. I've never been there for a football game. I got vaccinated there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> was that this must have been when it was new though? Um, it was. I mean, it was relative. It would have been what twenty twenty one. So it wasn't. It wasn't that new. So it was a couple of years old by then. Um, but I'm. I, yeah, I got vaccinated there against COVID, and because um, it was one of those ma- mass vaccination centres, I wore my Arsenal face mask. <laughs> And I thought I was very brave, <laughs> that, that, and, that, and then I came out the stadium after I'd been vaccinated and saw someone um, standing in broad daylight wearing an Arsenal shirt, about to go <laughs> in the queue to go on there like a skywalk thing on the roof. Oh, right. uh, he's, he's outdoing you there. Yeah, he's matched. He's matched your biggest achievement. It's one of the things you realise is that actually most people in the area of Tottenham are, are actually Arsenal fans. It's yeah, not. It's not that controversial, before, haven't we? Yeah. With the yeah, I, I'm not going to claim to know about it. Cause I don't know the first thing about London. Well, I'm not sure about most, but either way, a lot. Yeah. Talking of Arsenal, there's Arsenal have had a weird time since we last recorded a podcast, haven't they? Yeah, we we kind of uh, we've we've had we've had quite high highs and quite yeah. low lows. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We we've really dipped in. We dipped out of form, and then we've we've come back into it. Yeah, it's probably the one time you don't really want to be dipping out of form because everyone's at home, everyone's watching the games, everyone knows what's going on. Whereas now, you know, life's back to normal. But over Christmas time, you know, you lost. Is it three on the bounce? In all competitions, yeah, yeah, because we lost to West Ham, Fulham, and then Liverpool in the cup. Mm. Um. Really, the only game where we actually played badly in it, it was the Fulham game. Right. And even then, even though we didn't play well, I don't think we deserved to lose on the balance of play. But we didn't play well, so it's not really an excuse. But the West Ham game, I think we broke the record for most touches in the opposition's box without scoring a goal. We had something like 97 touches in their box. Um, and yeah, I, I have no idea how we lost that game. Um, and then, and then there was the Liverpool game where we should have been three 0 up at half time. And uh, that, that was the one game I watched the second half of the West Ham game. That Liverpool game, I, I was texting you at the same time, wasn't I? Yeah. I seriously, I don't know how you didn't score at least one. You should have scored four, bare minimum. It, yeah, it was um, it was criminal really that we didn't score in that game. I. I it was unbelievable. I mean, watching it, yeah. it's, sort of, it's sort of like, no matter how good a chance we had, it got to a point where I genuinely just didn't believe we were going to score, no matter what we did. Well, the worst one was uh, where you had like three shots on the bounce and the, the one where Odegaard hit the bar right at the end. Yeah. Yeah. There were, there were, there were a few ones. That we had a few chances where you, you just kind of wondered how we managed to not score. There was one Saka had in the second half, where we took a sort of, sh- we we sort of dummied them from the free kick. I think we we faint, fainted to shoot, and I think Odegaard, I think it was Odegaard. Someone played in Havertz and he crossed it back for Saka. He was about six yards out, and yeah, he just kind of like yeah. shinned it over the bar. But yeah, it was um, a strange period for Arsenal. But he seemed to be past it. I think you smashed Crystal Palace. 
Yeah, we, we we had our we had our little uh, winter break. Yeah, you didn't we, play much, did you, for a while? We 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 had the winter break, and we 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 went to do warm weather training. The the players in in Dubai, and they came they came back, and uh, yeah, three win three wins on the bounce. So that's Crystal Palace, Forest, and Liverpool. Forest and Liverpool, yeah. Each games had their own talking point as well. Yeah, had, I mean, there's a bit of turmoil that. Uh, Palace right now and Gabriel nearly got a hat trick. Oh yeah, which was fun to see. That that was fun. And then the Forest. What happened in the Forest game between Ben White and Zinchenko? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I heard about this, but I don't actually know what happened. They they had a they they were arguing with each other at full time, and they had to be separated. They didn't. They weren't violent, but they were just sort of shouting at each other. I guess they were threatening to be violent. Yeah, and then, and then I don't know. Arteta said in his press conference last week or something that they'd been living with each other or something, and that now that what he said, he said something like they've been sharing each other's wives, which I I, I don't know, I don't know what that means. <laughs> that can be interpreted in lots of ways, um, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't really sure either. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> it's stuff like this and you probably won't see it from outside perspective but it's stuff like this that just think, makes you think Arsenal aren't a serious club <laughs> <laughs> I, I, <laughs> when your manager coming out and saying they'd be sleeping with each other he didn't say sleeping he said sharing <laughs> uh, yeah, so, uh, maybe, uh, maybe I'm taking it to another <laughs> sharing each other's wives whatever that's supposed to the, mean. the wording of it made it sound a bit dubious but <laughs> I don't think that's what he meant either either way <laughs> um, either way it, it, it's, they sorted it out. Arteta is he's a man that's unreadable in many ways. Oh, I love him. He's great. Yeah, he's a bit, a bit of a weird geezer, but I don't mind. He's it. got great analogies and <laughs> and metaphors. I love how he's like taking his own stance on like the Pep Guardiola, like. Well, I, I can't describe it. Like when he's after a match, when he's annoyed, but he can't show it. He's got like he's got like his own type of Arteta vibe now. Yeah, he's his own man. He's yeah. his own man. Yeah, he has. He's done. He's done well. It's hard. Uh, it's easy to forget how much pressure he was under. Yeah, and for one or two, well, two maybe two seasons. Yeah, I, I mean, I think he's always under pressure to an extent. I mean, yeah. I mean, if I, I mean, there is. Pro, I mean, Jamie Carragher said it after the. Uh, Liverpool game, obviously they they would they were so prepared for Arsenal to lose. They'd already cooked up all the talking points, mm. and um, even though we didn't lose, they still had to bring them up. They were talking about how if Arsenal had lost, the question would be on is Mikel Arteta the right man to lead Arsenal to a title? Which I think is kind of would have been an irrelevant question to ask at that point, regardless at this point in the season. But I, I find it funny how they still had to crowbar it in, even though we, we didn't lose. Yeah. We, we won. I think it's because out of the top six, Arsenal were probably the first team. Mm. Maybe after Liverpool, because Klopp did have some bad times, but I don't think they were ever as bad as Arsenal. Arsenal were the first team to like really stick it out with Arteta. It was like kind of trust the process. You get what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean... I don't think any of the other top six clubs would ever have hired Arteta in the first place. No. Um, I think that was, you know, that was a uniquely Arsenal route out of the, the the situation we were in a few years ago. And I think it 
made sense for Arsenal to, uh, you know, stick with him. They they trusted him enough to hire him, so they had to trust him enough to get through it. Because obviously, he's, it was his first job. It still is his first job as a manager. Um, so they, we we hired him then, not for the manager he was at the time, but for who the manager he could be in a few years' time. So I think it was worth being patient. And then touching on that, I think you went over it briefly. You your last game as of the eighth of February was against Liverpool. It was a big game. It was. You managed to overcome it. You managed to score, which you didn't do the last time. Yeah. Did you go one nil down? Um what on the weekend? Yeah. No, I went one nil up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 There was some shambolic goals in that game. Oh yeah. Some really strange goals. I yeah I um that Liverpool equal I mean Liverpool had one shot on target in the whole game and it wasn't their goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it, happened to their goal. It, it, it was a it was a pretty unthreatening over the top through ball towards Luis Diaz. It was literally twenty seconds before half time as well, and yeah. there were three minutes of added time. It was like the forty seventh minute with forty seconds gone, and um. The ball was looked like it was it was rolling towards Raya and Saliba had the chart was goal side of Diaz could have just booted it out for a throw in or a corner decides to shield it back to the goalkeeper. They I mean he, when he should have just dealt with it Raya was kind of confused and, and hesitated to come out. He eventually did come out and then Luis Diaz got the wrong side of Saliba pokes it just in generally across the goal hit Gabriel's hand and bounced in. It was just a disaster, that yeah. goal. But then, after, especially after the FA Cup um, the month before, I bet I, there was a lot of Arsenal fans thinking, oh, God, here we go again. You know, we're bottling a game that we should be winning by yeah, far. Because we dominated the first half completely. Liverpool hadn't had a shot on target. They'd only had three shots at all. Mm. And... Um, hadn't really looked a threat and uh whereas we could have scored you know at least two goals with the chances we had and um somehow even with that we're going into half time at 1-1 yeah. especially conceding so close to half time it was so deflating you mm, could feel I it i can imagine i can imagine everyone was spent spent basically the whole of half time going how the fuck did that happen <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe it how have we conceded that goal and it, um, and then especially the first five minutes, five ten minutes of the second half was probably the only point in the game. I'd say Liverpool looked kind of like like a genuine threat. Mm. They they that was where they had their kind of best moments. The tails were up. They thought they could get something out of it. You know, make the most of Arsenal's mistake. And then um, we kind of got some control back, and and then then we know what happened. Uh, yeah. I I didn't watch it. I was out for a family meal, whilst just after the United game because the United game was the two p.m. kickoff, and we were keeping an eye on the score. It was like, oh, it's two one, and then as we were leaving the restaurant, it's a well-known road in Manchester that's got a lot of different things happening on it, and we I was walking down the stairs of the restaurant, and I shit you not, there was like a TV in the across the road hey. and I could <laughs> I didn't see I didn't see what had happened but all I could see was Arteta running <laughs> <laughs> I was like oh I, either 
Either something bad's happened or Arsenal has scored again. <laughs> and then it panned on to like all the Arsenal players hugging in the corner, so that was a relief. Yeah. No, um, we um Yeah, the the set the second goal was pretty funny. I mean it was uh Yeah. Yeah. I have you you've seen it now by by now I'm guessing. Yeah. I can't remember Arsenal's first goal, was it Saka scored? Saka. Yeah, and then the second goal I, I yeah, well the goal Arsenal conceded was weird, and then the goal Liverpool conceded second was even weirder. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it wouldn't have bet on it that um, after uh, you know half time when Arsenal had just conceded that goal that Liverpool were going to concede an even worse one. You'd wonder how it was possible to concede a worse yeah. goal, but Liverpool found a way. And then Trossard scored a goal that you'd almost see on FIFA. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, he just he just ran around the team and no one went near him. It's because at the end of the game, Liverpool, what well, Canate got sent off, yeah. and Liverpool had already made all their substitutions by that point, and so they basically left with their only defenders on the pitch were Van Dijk and Robertson. So there was yeah. not there were no actual fullbacks anymore because Robertson was basically having to play almost as like a centre back hmm. when Arsenal had the ball, and so. It was basically Trossard against Harvey Elliott and Luis Diaz, who are not defenders. Yeah. And uh, and then all of a sudden there's a the whole right back hole to run into. Yeah, and then it's somehow got in Allison's like in another. Yeah. Longer. He was quite a good player for us on the weekend. <laughs> quite a good player for you. Yeah. And that's you've played Liverpool twice now. Yeah. And I don't think you can meet them again, we've, can you? We've no, we've yeah. played them we've played them twice in the league, got four points from six. That's I mean, you can't really moan at that, can you? No, and uh, and we've played City at home and we beat them as well. So yeah. so far we've got seven points from nine against City and Liverpool. The only thing from my perspective that makes me think, will Arsenal win the league? Why I think right now they're third favourites is because we've seen they're capable of having a little wobble now and again. Yeah, yeah. I mean... You have gone on runs. I think last season you went on a really good run at the start of the season, even when the World Cup was in the middle. We also went on a good run after the Man City game um, up until April, the one in February. Like from yeah. mid-February to April, we were really yeah, we bounced. had like 11 wins in a row or something yeah, like you that. you bounced back from that. Yeah. But or seven, not 11, anyway. Yeah. You've still got to go to Manchester twice. Yeah. You've got to go to the Etihad, and I don't think Arsenal have too good of a record at Old Trafford, do they? We we don't have the best record at no. Old Trafford. I mean, but... you've you've won there when you've needed to before. Yeah, obviously, but I think it's the penultimate game of the season, isn't it? It is. I I think we we had quite a lot of these like kind of a uh, like hoodoos with certain grounds before Arteta took charge, and most of them we've kind of gotten rid of. Mm. Even Old Trafford, we won there in twenty twenty. I know it was empty, but still. That we, game that game was not real. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I can't remember that game actually happening. I don't, I don't disagree with lockdown football. Was generally, you can't read that much into it. But, I mean, either way. Yeah. I think also just the way we've played at Old Trafford, even last season. Oh, last season you were very good. We were not intimidated by going there. No. So, I, I don't. even though we lost, I think we were pretty unlucky. So, I, I don't think that aspect of it worries me too much I mean we had a issue with winning with uh, with Tottenham away until last season mm. 
but we were better than them, so we, we went there and we won. It didn't matter that it was at their ground. So how many times you played Spurs? Once we we've still got to play them away in in April. Yeah, that's uh, not Spurs, easy as well. Spurs have um, City, Arsenal, and Liverpool in back to back games in April. God, Spurs! <laughs> Out of all clubs that would have that going into April, the three teams that will need points the most, of course, it's Spurs. Yeah. I mean, who knows what their situation will be then? I mean, and good for you is Liverpool still got to come to Old Trafford as well. Yeah, they've still got to play City as well at Anfield. Um, they've still got to go to Villa Park, I think. So, would you say out of the three, Arsenal have the favourable fixtures? Not necessarily, because I think City have played quite a, quite I mean, a lot. City have to play Arsenal and Liverpool. Mm. But I don't think they'll be scared of that. I, I, that's why I think I kind of the the favorability of fixtures is kind of irrelevant for City, because um, they've done it before. You know they've been here in loads of different situations and always seem to find a way to come out on top. You know at, at, in, at the end of the season, um, and Liverpool are the the only other team that really um, that really know how to beat Man City in a, in a title race. I mean, even though the season they won, it wasn't really a title race. No. But they are the only team that, I mean, have properly beaten, you know, this kind of Man City team to a title. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I think it it helps us that we have the benefit of last season. Um, I think we'll have learnt a lot. But, uh, yeah, it's a... Uh, it'll be... I, I kind of... I don't mind us being the kind of dark horses in it because I'm not really thinking too much about no. the title. It's too long to go. And if, yeah. if I learned anything from last season, it's to enjoy the fun bits while 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 they happen because uh, you, you don't know how it's going to turn out. And so... No, another thing is I think the Champions League returns next week. It does. Are you, You're off to Porto, aren't you? No, I oh. wish I was. Do you not get a ticket? I I didn't I didn't try just because it didn't really work out this year logistically. Yeah, uh, no, I was looking at flights to Porto and they weren't cheap or accessible. Oh, I think there was one flight there and one flight back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a bit. <laughs> like, tough. If I miss one, I'm not getting home anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, you have to swim. Yeah, <laughs> but it is the same um, time zone. Yeah, I found interesting. It makes sense, but. It does, yeah. There's a reason for it. Who, th- <laughs> who, who, th- who thinks in sense? But yeah, do you play Porto next week or the week after? The week after. The week after is you're at home. Or I, I think we've got the away leg first and the home yeah, legs okay. in March. Yeah, you'd, you'd rather have the home leg second, wouldn't you? Yeah, because it just means just just in case something goes wrong away, yeah. you've got the home leg to fix it. No, exactly. It's like when we played Barcelona last year. I think if we had the second leg. Second, we could have lost. I think you, you know, it's the the second legs are decisive one. So mm. you know that either you're going out or you're going through on that night. Mm. So it's nice to have your 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 own fans behind you. Yeah, definitely. It helps. Yeah, so you got the return of the Champions League, and Arsenal haven't been competitive in the Champions League for best well about ten years now. Well, I mean, we we haven't been in it for for most of that time. Yeah, but um. Yeah, well, it was like seven, seven years. Last time we were in the last 16 of the Champions League, or the last time we were in the Champions League was uh, 2017. So, yeah, seven years ago. And uh, we we ha- and even then, we hadn't got 
past the last 16 since 2010. Um, we had this thing where we'd, we always got out the group stages and then always got knocked out in the last 16. By Barcelona. Yeah, Barcelona or Bayern Munich or for some reason Monaco um, oh, yeah. on, on one cursed, cursed occasion in 2015. Yeah, I remember that. And there was also AC Milan once. Which was weird. We lost four 0 away, and then yeah. were three 0 up at half time in the second leg. Yeah, and Van Persie missed what was basically an open goal. I remember watching you lose four 0 and thinking, "Wow, this Zlatan Ibrahimovic guy is pretty good, isn't he?" Because yeah. as as a kid, when you're watching them sort of games, that's like the first time you see most of them, isn't it? Yeah. Is that when they had him, uh, Prince Boateng. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that sort of team, wasn't it? Yeah, they may have. I'm not sure if they had Pirlo then. They may have. Or if, I'm not sure if he was at Juventus yet. But um, either way, they had they had El Shirari. Remember him? You know, he's still like, I think he's around thirty. Is that it? Yeah. How young was he then? I don't know. I'm gonna ch- I'm gonna fact check his age right now, but I'm. He's not as old as you think. Yeah. But yeah. Look him up, he'll be like 56. What else has happened in football recently? Um, well, there was uh, he's 31. There was Chelsea, 31. Yeah, 31. He's only like it's like it's like Jack Wilshire's age, basically. Yeah. He's young, he's born in 1992. Jesus, mm. wow, but yeah, um, Chelsea, yeah, Chelsea won last night, uh, Villa. I haven't seen the goals, but I've heard they played well. They've had a weird week, Chelsea, actually. Yeah, they lost at the weekend. To... And they lost to Liverpool. They lost to Liverpool 4-1 about this time last week. Mm. Or it was, what, Wednesday. And then they lost to... Well, it was 4-2 at home to Wolves. <laughs> um, yeah, Wolves. And then, uh, and then yeah, they, they went to Villa in the FA Cup, pretty much written off and for some reason. And then they, they won, 3-1. Yeah. I want. To, I just want to go on a little tangent because I've remembered something. Talking of wolves, oh yeah, you a uh, friend of the channel, Martin. Yes, we've mentioned pretty much every podcast. Yeah, he's kind of like a sort of invisible man. He's never appeared. He's, <laughs> he's but he's mentioned a lot. Third member. Yeah, you watched the Black Country Derby with him, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I did. I I was going to, but then I got enticed into cricket. Oh. Then if anyone watches cricket. The ending of the first test was on the same day, and it was very exciting. As, <laughs> as um, Ali McCoyst let every everyone know, everyone know he was trying to watch the football that midweek. But, yeah, but yeah, um, how was that then? How was that as an experience? It was, uh, it was interesting. Um, yeah, obviously he was, he was very into it. Um, mm. He was very, he was very pessimistic before the game. I, I remember talking. I talked to him the night before, and he was telling me they haven't won there since. I think it was 2000, no, it, it was, was 1990. It was in the 90s. Yeah, 996 or something. I think it had been 26 years. Um, and God. Yeah, because I think they'd... And I mean, it's weird because the West Brom and Wolves were kind of... They were in the Premier League together in the kind of early 2010s, like 2010 to 2012. And then there was the lockdown season. And that's kind of it really since then they haven't played each other that many times yeah it's like it's one of those rivalries where they've kind of not met in a while 
Yeah. Probably similar to how Newcastle and Sunderland will be in a few years. Yeah, or, or Celtic and Rangers a few years ago. Yeah, but I guess it was only like three or four years, and they met in the Cup a few times, I think. Yeah. Scottish football, you play each other like nine times a season. That's not, yeah, it's not going to that. I've yeah. I've got I thought yeah, stupid, <laughs> stupid way to do a league. But, but yeah, tell yeah. me what was Martin's reaction to the um, the violence we saw? Uh, I haven't actually asked him in person yet. He wasn't approving of it. No, was it Wolves fans in the West Brom end? No, it, it was uh, it was West Brom fans. Oh, I think there were Wolves fans in the West Brom end. I'm not sure what kicked off all the violence, though. Mm. It was... It was Cunha's celebration, I think, first of all. Uh, well, I, I'm not, I'm, I mean, I can't believe they would have even seen it from that end of that no, far yeah. away. But tensions did flare. They, they did flare. They did flare, and it was kind of surreal to see that in modern-day football. I did find it quite funny, though, the whole concept of it, that they, it's this, uh, the idea of... That they're they they think they're acting really hard and intimidating, and really it was just a, it was a bunch of blokes getting together and singing. Yeah, that's all it was. It was they were just there was they got it was like a really sort of a testosterone fueled choir. <laughs> testosterone fueled choir. Yeah, it was it wasn't nice to see something like that happen. But if you go back to the seventies and eighties, I mean, I'm not condoning it, but that was regular occurrence, which. Shows us how scary it could have been going to the football. Yeah, I mean, imagine you're just trying to watch Arsenal beat, I don't know, Norwich, and you <laughs> be a weird game for hooliganism. <laughs> You've got testosterone fueled choirs coming from <laughs> coming but, for each. It side. was genuinely odd watching it on TV because it's like, well, the game's been suspended. We don't, mm. we haven't had confirmation of it. Confirmation it's going to start up, and if it does, when. Yeah. And then all you can see in the background is the police surrounding this kind of like huddle of really angry men who were doing nothing but just singing. Yeah, I it think, was just odd. I think. Um, well, I think the West did the West Brom captain go off. Because... He he had to get his family out of that stand. Yeah. But, but I mean, there was just a bunch of morons. Those those people. I don't yeah. know what they thought they were going to achieve. No, really. I mean it's. As we said, it's the first time playing each other in a while with fans. It's always going to kick off. Like, yeah. I remember the first time United and Leeds played each other with fans again at, in in the league for eighteen years, and that was I saw some I saw some <laughs> I saw some things that day. Saw some things and I heard some things that I'm not going to repeat on the channel. You beat them five one, didn't you? Oh, that, was that was the first game on my season ticket as well. Wow, which was great. Not a bad game. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, it was great. We had Bruno Fernandez scored a hat trick. Pogba got four assists. A certain man <laughs> who now plays for Getafe was on fire. Oh uh, yeah, uh, that man. That man. We don't speak of it. Yeah, uh, forget him. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. back on to Chelsea. Yeah. Oh yeah. We we. Completely detoured from that. Yeah, Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they are a, a very uh, weird club at the moment. They've got a cup final as well, which doesn't feel right. It doesn't. Oh. It's really hard to know what what's going to happen. They're so inconsistent. It's really weird. Like Every time someone thinks that they, they're kind of getting their, their shit together, 
they just blow up in a, in a really like ridiculously funny way. Mm. And then when everyone thinks, okay, well, well, now they're in some kind of death spiral, they they'll find they'll they'll just win a game no one actually expects them to win, or 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 like putting a surprisingly good performance like when they drew 4-4 drew to Man City or something like that. I saw someone on social media saying this is Chelsea reverting back to the level Chelsea should be at which was in excuse me which was interesting to think about because you think about it they came out of nowhere in the early 2000s and uh, out said, of nowhere well out of someone's pocket yeah they <laughs> said I can't wait until this happens to City yeah, uh, what when they fall apart? Yeah, I hope worse happens to City. Yeah, I hope. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to say. Remember, <laughs> 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 people are going to hear this. People are going to think it's got. Yeah, it's pretty dark. Yeah, I wouldn't mind if something bad happens to City. No. Going to say we did talk about the um, financial charges to Everton. Oh yeah, there's been a bit more of that happening. Everton, Everton seems to be in the. At the forefront of it again. And Nottingham Forest. Yeah, and Nottingham. Well, I don't, from a fan's perspective, there's just not enough clarity or direction over what's going on. It's, it's, yeah, I mean, it's hard to take any of it seriously when everyone and their dog knows that Man City have over 100, uh, well, 115, to be specific, charges. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and are yet to face any punishment. I know there's legal difficulties. They're saying they set a court date, but they won't reveal when. Yeah, it's like need a bit. I mean, I, I know they can't be that transparent because it's a you know le- legally complicated. But still, it's hard to take any of it seriously with this whole city thing looming over it. From my perspective, I don't know if you agree. There's a few things they need to do. They need to say it's going to be. They don't need to give us a date. They need to say it's going to be done by the end of July going to be done by the end of June or whenever it may be whatever month that may be but it needs to be done before the start of next season definitely I think yeah ideally um, it would be really nice if it is if we start next season because when you've got things like this happening you can't let them go into the next season like why were Everton charged in was it October or no, early November? Yeah, they didn't have that many charges against them, did no. they? So I guess it's quicker. Why but... not give it them at the start of August? And also, the other thing is that Everton cooperated with the Premier League, which means it took quicker, whereas Man City have actively gone out of their way to not cooperate, which means it takes longer. Mm. So it's like teams are getting punished for being cooperative and honest. Yeah, I mean, if you've... If you've lived in this country for the last five years, you'll know this might sound random. Boris Johnson's a pretty guilty guy. He's <laughs> done some pretty bad stuff. You don't hire Boris Johnson's lawyer if you haven't if you're not trying to get out the shit. Is that what City did? Yeah, I think the lead of the case is Boris Johnson's ex lawyer. Wow. Yeah. Which isn't suspicious at all. I mean nothing City has done is ever suspicious, is it? No, no, they they Every time they're accused of some big financial crime and they say, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. We would never do something like that. I always just feel inclined to just believe them. <laughs> You've been gaslighted into yeah. believing Guardiola. Yeah, it's like, oh, if you say so, Pep. <laughs> I'm sure you give your sign off on all of Man City's financial decisions. Yeah, and it was last month, Newcastle and City played 
quite a good game where City were just battering Newcastle and somehow Newcastle scored two goals out on some... World days as well. Yeah. yeah. And then you see that result and you think it's a good game, but it's a good game because they've, they've spent, in City's case, billions. Newcastle projected to go that way on players when you... You know what I mean? It just doesn't feel right sometimes. Yeah. They're also kind of like effectively like sporting proxy wars in a way mm. those games Sports, yeah, just, it's like soft power fights it's mm, odd yeah what UAE versus Saudi Arabia yeah I sort of no one from there is listening to this uh, <laughs> nothing against people from there it's their, their governments I'm gonna say nothing <laughs> <laughs> I just wanna say nothing but yeah sports washing yeah that's yeah, that's the thing. Fly Emirates. Well, it's an airline. <laughs> I'm just gonna say Fly Emirates. Fly Emirates. Fly yeah. Emirates and hope for the best. Anyway, looking on to football this coming weekend, who have Arsenal got? Uh we have West Ham United away. <gasps> the stadium. The, the stadium. I, I don't take it you go in. No. No, I wouldn't go as well. Yeah. I mean I, I can't care. can't go. It's I, a league game, but yeah. I don't care who's playing, I wouldn't go again. No, it's not a nice stadium. No. So yeah, it's also they just, like security check you three times. Well, they oh, did for me at least. Yeah. Well, I got lost, and then I asked one of the guards where is something. Said I don't know, and I asked another one. And said, I don't know. Yeah. What is what's your job? <laughs> what? Why are you there? And what's your job? That's a yeah, bizarre stadium. There was also some, which one? But West Ham aren't the smallest of clubs. No. There was also some like West Ham um like scar sellers that you get on the front of the stadium. And you know the long walk up you have to do to the centre of the stadium yeah. out of Westfield. There was some there was some West Ham like what I don't know what they're called. People on the street selling just United scarves. Hmm. Like I saw I saw a Rashford one. Like just a pure Rashford one. Wow. Yeah, I I, I don't know if Goes to the away games and sells scarves. And yeah. <laughs> Marcus Rashford's personal scarf seller. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's going on there. Official Marcus Rashford merchandise. But nothing was normal about that day. From the fact it was two days before Christmas to the, the, the Nando's that I had in London after it, everything was just weird. Yeah. Strange game. Strange. Strange. Yeah, very. Um, but uh, it. It is, it is odd. It is also the fact that it's basically in a park with a shopping centre and, yeah. and it's just a stadium plonked in the middle. I think United have... We have Aston Villa on Sunday. Oh! Yeah. Home or away? Away, away That's yeah. tough. I'm I'm going. You're going? Yep. Going it's actually probably park. quite a good time to play them because they're having yeah. a bit of a wobble. I was just saying this to a friend of mine. I think we're kind of on the up and they're... They seem to be struggling. They're wobbling. Yeah. The Unai Emery wobble. It would be good. It would be good if we what if we have any hopes of getting Champions League football. But I'm at the stage now. You probably were at this about ten years ago. Where I don't really care if we're in Champions League football because I just know it's not going to go well. And the new format, I'd rather just spend <laughs> spend time in the Thursday night competition. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's probably a bit less than ten years ago for for yeah. me. But yeah. Um, 
what which Thursday night competition? Uh, we can't say it, remember. Uh, but is no, it? Don't, don't trick me into that. It, do you know what? Either one. Either yeah. I, honestly, I was saying this to someone. I can't remember who it was. If we go in the Conference League, fair enough. You could win it. Yeah, we could, but it's just like uh, uh, right. So who who do we play? Bayern Munich, Galatasaray, and Copenhagen, right? Okay, some of some of them. Quite a good group. But if we go down to the Conference League, we could be playing fucking God knows who. There'll be teams I haven't even heard of that will be playing. Oh, yeah. And you know what? The chance now that I'm at the age where I could go away to see some of these places, that that, in, that entices me more than playing fucking... Do, do what Tottenham did a few years ago. Yeah, just go so anywhere. Pr- Losing the last minute to the fifth best team in Slovakia. <laughs> just go anywhere. Give, give the kids yeah. a chance abroad. Yeah. No, that, I mean, that probably the best thing about being in the Europa League is probably the away games if, you, if yeah. you're lucky enough to go to them. No, um, there's been some good travels. I mean, last season was a joke because it was in the spell where United just played Spanish teams. And I think our European aways went Real Sociedad away, Barcelona away, Real Betis away, and then Sevilla away. Wow. So I think by... And we also had a a mid-season friendly at Betis. So they're basically just stuck in Spain. Yeah. yeah. Our, our, we had six foreign games. We had six foreign games that were all in Spain in a row. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, play, worse places to be. But... There are. I got annoyed at, at one point. Especially because Spanish teams are such bastards to play against. Yeah. That's the, the only... Ba- the, the, yeah, I mean, I guess... there's a ba- it's the, Especially with the Conference League now, I guess you want a balance of getting to go to interesting new places and not having to go to somewhere that's actually really in a different continent. Yeah. I, I think, as a United fan, I can remember us playing about... Probably double figures Spanish teams. That's quite a lot. Yeah, we've played a lot of Spanish teams. We've played ones that no one can... Like We've played Celta Vigo and Granada in actual competitions. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no, no one else has ever played them. <laughs> Who else has ever played Granada exactly. in, a, in a competitive game yeah. other than Spanish clubs? I don't, someone surely has. Yeah, I probably. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Aston Villa away should be good. Uh, hopefully, I get back on time. I, I mean, I'm getting the coach down, getting the coach back. I'm just hoping I'm in bed because I've got a nine a.m. the day after. So yeah, that should be fun. Hopefully, we be. win as well. I, I've never seen United win a Premier League away game. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is which is quite sad. That is, have you been to a lot? No, I've not been to a lot of Premier League games. But okay. Still. My proportion is not good. <laughs> I've only seen a score once as well. Yeah. Which was a deflected Scott McTominay shot <laughs> <laughs> at Huddersfield. What was, oh, and you lost? We drew one. You off. drew, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, law of averages, the more you go, eventually you'll hopeful. see something this good. This weekend I'm hopeful. It should be good. It yeah. Be good. Anything else? Or? Um, I don't think we've got anything else to say. It's been running for quite a while, hasn't it? It's been our first one in a while. Yeah. We we are getting we've above fifty minutes now. Have you got a moment of the week? Moment of the week. Well, um, is this does it have to be a non-football related? It could be anything you want. What well, what could my moment of the week be? It's 
quite quite hard to 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 think. Um, uh, mm, moment of the week. Moment of the week. What's yours? I made the most beautiful tea the other day. I had, I made, I got these fries that were really nice. I've made uh, Nando's marinated chicken Ooh. at home. And I put halloumi on top, loads of Nando sauce. It was beautiful. That does sound quite nice. Beautiful. That sounds very nice, actually. Thank you. And a lot cheaper than Nando's as well, which was even better. Even better? I, it, it might rival Nando's. Seriously. Wow. It was that nice. Maybe start your own chain. Maybe I Z-shans. should. Z-Shans. Maybe I should. Yeah. Um, What's your moment of the week? Yeah. Uh, ooh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ooh. Um, <laughs> thinking, of, thinking back to all the regrets. Oh, yeah. I, I played... A, we, we had our first session. Um, Martin, uh, the Wolves fan. Yeah. Um, Friend of the channel, friend of not channel, the podcast. Um, friend of the podcast hosted our our first friends Dungeons and Dragons uh, <laughs> session. Yeah. Um, that was very fun. I, I mean, I wasn't in it, but I did. I did uh, see a bit of it. You made an appearance. I did, yeah, briefly in, in a pub somewhere in the, in the unknowns. Yeah, a pub, a pub scuffle. It's a, <laughs> it's it's funny. It's a fantasy game. We spent most of the time in pubs. Um. <laughs> it describes the uh, describes a typical student's life, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't had many real fights in pubs, but. We had a few last night. <laughs> <laughs> I heard no one's actually won yet. No, no, it's not. It's ongoing. Yeah, this I heard to be to be continued. It's like a season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a long, long term. Are you are you doing well this season? Well, we just started, but yeah, you know, it's, it's it's looking promising. It's a long season taking it. Every- yeah, it's early days. <laughs> you know, we, we're trying to track down some ver- evil cultists, <laughs> so you know, we'll take some time. Typical Arsenal fun season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to track down some cultists. Do you have a, a moment? Of, not a moment of the week. Any advice for listeners? You no, know, I, I mean, I hope everyone's been all right. Our half a dozen listeners, what without Harry's advice? Well. Um, it's snowing today, and and um. I don't know what weather it is outside, but it's not nice. No, and I only realised once I was already outside that my right shoe has a big hole in it, <laughs> and um, it's it then got full of snow and ice, and my my right foot is is pretty. I mean, it's it's numb actually. Um, <laughs> So, the look on your face is it's not. <laughs> I mean, I, I, yeah, it, it was pretty horrible walking here. So um, I'm now going to have to get new shoes. Uh, so I'd just say um, check your shoes before you go outside. Yeah. Uh, make sure there are no openings where there shouldn't be. Uh, and uh, yeah, keep your feet dry. Yeah, you, you don't you don't like wet feet, do you? No. No. It's happened to you a few times. No, and loads of different contexts as well. <laughs> you're, you're almost starting to think, when, when's he going to learn? <laughs> and, there is, I, I think that whoever is in charge of water on this planet targets my feet. When's he going to learn, Martin? When's he going to learn? Every time I think I'm safe, I realise I'm more vulnerable than ever. Yeah, don't, don't be like Harry. Get some, get some shoes. <laughs>
final thing. We, we briefly touched on our five-a-side. Oh, yeah. There is a five-a-side going on. Yeah. Is is the five-a-side on tonight? I, I mean... I've not been told it's off yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, hope, I hope the grounds was very good. Yeah, me too. It's, me too. And maybe it will help us. Maybe there'll be like a big wall of snow that that just won't that like blocks the goal for the other team. Yeah. There was a lot of goals last week. I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not going to specify how many or who scored them, but there were a few. Just a call it a high-scoring game. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. All right. I think that's all for this week. Should be back next week, hopefully, unless Harry. Harry's foot has to get chopped off, then we probably won't. I'll be I'll be back. One foot or two feet. Oh. <laughs> one foot one foot, two foot. You'll be back. Anyway, we'll see you all soon and hope you enjoyed the podcast. Bye yep. bye. Bye bye.